Hi everyone, my name is Jacqueline Foster, owner of Del Trust Law Firm Solutions and Her Law Collective. I am presenting today on entrepreneurship, paralegal entrepreneurship, as requested by Ms. Etta Rosa. Thank you so much, Etta, for having me on this wonderful conference that you have going, The Limitless Paralegal. I think it's a great topic to be bringing um, today to this group. So today I want to talk about the seven laws of entrepreneurship. I kind of coined these from a book, uh, The Five the five A.M. Club, that I've recently read. It's one of my favorites. Um, and I really just think it, it speaks well to kind of what I'm about and my Her Law Collective message on writing our own laws that are, are very much important in order to have, find success in our entrepreneurship journey. So quick background on me, I'm going to try to go through this um, efficiently as I only have a 15, 20 minute slot. Um, but how is it going to work was the question that was in my head when I was starting my company. Um, I was contracting in 2018. Before then, I had been a paralegal in-house, moved, uh, moved to a work from home situation, contracting situation when my son was born, financial reasons led me to do that. And I always had wanted to start my own business, but a lot of things blocked me because I didn't understand the technology behind it all. I didn't know how to market or network myself. I didn't know if there was even a demand for what I wanted to create. And I couldn't fathom how a law firm would trust hiring remotely. I mean, this was before pandemic when it just became the norm for everybody to be working remotely. And so what I would do for years, um, even before my son was born, I had this idea in my head of this business is I would sit down, I'd write it out and I'd crumple it up because all these little imposter syndrome, fears, unknowns, uncertainties would creep in. And I would immediately just shut it down. I didn't believe in myself to overcome them. I didn't think I had the skill set. So I kept saying like, you know, I'll just go back and read more, learn more, figure out more things before I decide I'm going to create my own business. And had I not done that, <laughs> I would have been a lot more further ahead in my life, but I don't regret my decisions at all because I think that everything happened in, in divine right timing. Um, but when I did bring it to life, I had to push through those limitations. I had to sit downstairs and say, in my office and say, I'm just filing the dang thing. I'm filing the LLC. We're going to do this. Um, and I'm going to figure it out as I go, because it was two, three, three years of just like back and forth turmoil in my brain of you can do it. You can't do it. You can do it. You can't do it. So I went through this roller coaster of highs and lows. And, um, once I finally did, I pushed that imposter syndrome of not thinking I was good enough. The fear of failure or having other people watch me fail was very real for me. Um, the financial and geographical restraints, my husband and I did not have a lot of money. I was you know, basically just putting a few groceries on the table with my subcontracting. Um, it wasn't as big you know, as it is today. And just the fear of the unknown. Um, it was a lot for me to have to push into and push past. And I just had to finally put like tunnel vision on and just say, I'm doing this. I am, I'm creating this business. And now I started my business March of March, 23rd, 2020 had been freelancing about a year and a half prior to that, but, or subcontracting started March 23rd, 2020. I now have a six figure business. Uh, we net $385,000 last year. My, my full fist for my full first full fiscal year in business. Um, and then this year we're on track to do 480 and 500 somewhere in there. So we're growing consistently. We're growing steady. I only share my numbers and I share my numbers in my Facebook group as well, just to provide hope and light into that 
this business is very much lucrative. And this business is very, being, being an entrepreneur, paralegal entrepreneur is very much a huge payout. Um, We have skill sets. If you really want entrepreneurship, we have skill sets that many don't as paralegals, as trained paralegals. Um, So I, I, that's why I share my numbers is just to motivate and inspire people that this, this will definitely pay off. So let's get right into the laws that I want to discuss today. My her law, uh, laws, seven laws of entrepreneurship. Number one, no one will believe in your ability to do great things until we first believe in our greatness and then put in sincere and rigorous effort to realize it. This covering is really, really true in that I see so many people going to the paralegal groups, my group, um, perfectly paralegal, paralegals connect all these groups asking like, am I ready to contract? This is my experience. Am I ready to contract? Should I contract? Um, how did you make the decision to contract? You can't ask, you shouldn't, I shouldn't say can't. I believe you should not be asking other people for validation in the, in your dreams. You need to be the one that realizes your belief in yourself and set that standard of this is what I know I can accomplish. You shouldn't go asking other people to validate that for you. Once we believe that, once we say, okay, I even though I have you know, five, six years of experience as a paralegal only, or two years of experience as an administrative assistant, or whatever that may look like for you, once we believe that we can create a successful business and entrepreneurship journey around that, and then we, we get into that mindset. We believe this. So we know what type of sincere effort we need to put in to make it come to life. Um, but if we start by asking other people to believe in us first, it's just going to shut you down right away. And I promise you on that. Um, we have enough internal dialogue telling us we can't do something. We don't need to hear it from others. So really make sure that you are creating your dream and your goals Um based on your belief system and yourself and not asking. And that's not just in groups. That's even your family, your friends, your husband, your wife, your, I, whoever, um, this has to be an internal belief system. Next is limitation is nothing more than a mentality that too many good people practice daily until they believe it is reality. So looking at limitations of financial, geographical, um, tech savviness, Wi-Fi, um, all these things, or I don't have an office space yet, or I don't have $7,000 worth of uh, rainy day funds in my account before I start this all these limitations that we create in our own head, all these things that we decide is what's blocking us from creating our own business is just a mentality that you, you practice. It's a mentality that you're practicing and you're believing um, in yourself and then realizing it. And then it, it, then it's your reality. We start seeing these things so much in our head and out loud until we actually believe it's real. And limitation is, is not a real thing um, when it comes to creating creating what it is that you want to create. Um, it might not happen overnight. And I want to remind everybody that overnight successes took years to make. However, it's just that you saw them on the day that it became overnight. That's why it looks overnight or the day that they got big. That's why it looks overnight. Limitation. There's no such thing as limitation. There are such things as hurdles and stepping stones. And, you know, one path might be longer than the other path. And there might be some certain things you need to navigate around as you get down your road, but there's nothing that's going to block you and say, stop. I mean, I shouldn't say nothing, of course, health and things that we can't control. Um, good time to read uh, Marie Forleo's everything is figure outable book about her laws of what 
constitutes something that can't be overcome, but there is no reality of limitations. If you put your hearts and your set and your mind on what it is that you want to accomplish, you have to practice that you will get there every single day until you also believe that reality. And then the moment when you most feel like giving up is the instant when you must find it in you to press ahead. So this is going to ring really, really true. And as you go through your, as you have already started and you, you're going down the line of business and tough things come up. I'll never forget my colleague and my informal mentor, Nicole Grinnell. She ran CC, ran CC Miami Boston Solutions and her and I text a lot. And I called her up when I lost a paralegal because my client hired her as a W2O from under me. And she's like, why don't you have a no hire clause? And I learned in that moment of, oh gosh, because I was calling her. I'm like, I just can't do this. Like, why are people so shady? Why do people realize like you do all this recruiting for free all of a sudden and all this stuff. And she's like, Jacqueline, a mentor of mine told me one day that if you're not struggling, you're not growing. And so what that means is, you know, if, if we give up, if we go back and we go what's easiest and, and simplest every single time, that means we're not growing. It's when things get tough and you feel like stopping is when you need to push into that and go up the next step and learn something and take something to the next step with you. And then again, things will keep coming up. Trust me, I learn lessons in my business every week. Uh, sometimes every day you learn the hard lessons. Um, it's not failing. It's it's moving forward and the inevitable hurdles that will arise. And it's getting again into that mindset of when I feel like giving up is when I need to most push, push forward and learn something from this experience. That is in a nutshell, entrepreneurship. And you got to start to love it. You really have to start craving it, honestly. You know, what's next? Bring it on. Oh, I love this one. Mindsets, health sets, heart sets, and soul sets are all equally important. We all know what mindsets are. We've heard it a lot. You know, get in a good mindset. You have to have a mindset towards success. You have to have the mindset towards working out all these things. But we also need to think about our health, heart, and soul. Um, so we have our mind, but like, whatever, what is our health sets as an entrepreneur? And I know this sounds like it's kind of foo-foo, but it like truly is so, so, so true and important. Health is so important. And I'm like, I'm not an exerciser. I like my beer on the weekends and my wine at night. <laughs> like I'm not the healthiest person by any means. Don't get me wrong. But health includes eating, fueling your body, drinking water, um, not living on a pot of coffee every single day, even though I do sometimes on tough days not getting enough sleep, making sure that you're putting yourself in the right mental space to take on the craziness that is entrepreneurship is really important. And I tell you what, I find myself more motivated and more productive the weeks that I actually take care of my health, make sure I'm eating a lunch, make sure I'm eating a snack, make sure I'm getting that water in. Heart sets, my heart needs to feel full in order for myself to serve in the way I want to serve. I can't, you can't serve from an empty bucket. Um, so it's important to me to have time with my husband. It's important to me to shut my email off at night and get on the floor and play a game with my three-year-old and my eight-year-old stepdaughter. Um, it's important for me to take the time to see my family and my friends, take the weekends off, travel, go have vacations. Um, 
that's part of my, my income goals too, is that I don't want so much money where I'm not focusing on what makes my heart full anymore. Um, so that's another really important thing. And this is kind of prepping you for entrepreneurship, to be completely honest, because I didn't think about myself. It, it just was everything I put out there and nothing that I put in here. And the moment I realized that I had to put some things in here too, uh, things started manifesting a little bit differently outside of me. Um, things started to go a lot smoother. I came to work with joy. I came to work with inspiration and got on my sales calls and they could tell how passionate I was about what I do. Um, when we're draining ourselves, we're never going to let our true passion shine through that we need in order to be successful at our, in our businesses and growing soul sets. That's really big to find the things that make you tick. Her law collective is kind of an outlet for me. I haven't been giving it as much attention lately with all the craziness that is going on in our lives and moving and, and things, but finding those those things that make your soul dance, um, giving back to other women that I, I want to see, you know, that want what I wanted for their families to, to kind of break free from, from struggle and to do it in a really powerful, like women empowerment way. That was huge for me to, to kind of create that. And I, I look forward to getting back into my podcast and, and, and revamping this up again, re-ramping it up again. Um, another soul set for me is my horses taking time for me doing some meditations, um, taking my Sunday night baths and maybe midweek baths where I read a book, drink wine, or just veg out on TikTok. Honestly, whatever makes me feel recharged, um, walks, whatever it is that makes you feel good in your soul, like on a personal level is really important. Um, you know, and also connecting with your spirituality or whatever that you find important, if that is, if that is there, um, realizing, cause it, I think entrepreneurship brings in this, you know, I have to rain make, I have to create it all. I have to do it all. Um, sometimes it's nice to reconnect with your spiritualness and your, your higher power, whoever that may be, and let some of that load off of your own shoulders. This is very, very important. My main focus in business is to serve. Money is just the inevitable byproducts of that focus. Everybody can be great because anybody can serve. And I love that quote by MLK because everybody can be great because anybody can serve is his quote. Because I think so many people think that they don't have it in them to be business owners. Um, whether or not you want to be a business owner is a different story. If you don't want to be a business owner, that's perfectly fine. But if you want to be one and you want to be an entrepreneur, but you don't think you can, you don't think you have what it takes. Again, going back to the belief and, and all those things and the limitations and, and these things that we create in our minds, but really at the end of the day, business is service, whether it's in a product form or in an actual service, you know, here's my skill set, my, my, my work product type of thing. It is all service. We're serving our customers, our clients, um, our communities, our society, our industry. We are serving. And so when we focus on that more than on how do I get more clients to make more money? How do I make more money? How do I make more money? How to make more money? When we shift our mindset into service, our marketing starts to come out naturally as a point of service, meaning you're providing valuable content to your audience. They are starting to see that. They're starting to trust you. They like it. It's useful to them. Um, you're changing their life in some way. It's even if it's minor little tips, tricks, whatever you're putting out there in your marketing, the more we wake up in the morning in a position of service, it's, it's almost like money starts flowing in and you don't even realize it. Um, 
I used to be very on top of my numbers, which I still am, but I used to be very like every single week, see how much I made every single week. And I'd like write it down. Now I almost kind of like forget to like, look at my numbers. And I, I really only look at them maybe monthly or quarterly to see, you know, what's working, what's not working. How can I tweak? How can I budget? Whatever that, you know, whatever comes of that. But it's funny because when you you realize, oh my gosh, I didn't realize we grew, you know, another 10% this month um, because you get so in that, that service mentality that again, the, the money just becomes this inevitable byproduct. It's just something that's like, it just comes because as a result of that service. So it's really important to think about that. The more you get in that mindset of service, the more it will flourish. <laughs> I, I promise that is a huge, huge thing. Every day, wake up. How can I be of service today? You're going to start seeing things. You're going to start seeing posts on Facebook. You can get on and be helpful. Um, you're going to start seeing different areas where you can step in and, and, and refine your business around maybe consulting, or maybe you want to go and become an expert at Clio or my case, whatever that may be. It's going to help you look at your business from a different angle than just making money. Although, of course, yes, money is important. We don't, you know, a lot of us don't really like work with lawyers because we want to, like, it's not a nonprofit, um, but it's a byproduct of being of service to your industry <clears throat> and, and who the industry serves at the end of the day. So if you want what only 5% of the world has, you have to be willing to do what the other 95% are not willing to do. I love this, this like backwards way of looking at it. Cause so many people always look at it. Like I got to do what, you know, um, the shark tank people, like the judges on shark tank do, I gotta, I gotta do what, whatever they do. So how can I find out what they do? Let's, let's read books on what they do. Um, excuse me. I'm very sorry about that. So like, what, what do they, they do? Um, it's kind of hard to crack that code, but I think we all know what, what 95% of people in this world are not willing to do. Um, and so looking at it that way, you really have to step yourself into that mentality of, I, I know there's people that aren't, there were people when I started um, my business that were not willing. I know personally people that were not willing to work while they had their newborn at home. They wanted to sleep when baby slept. I didn't do that. I, I did not do that. I worked when baby slept um, down to when, you know, he was getting older and not being, you know, many people are not willing to juggle and, do these different, you know, work and have this one-year-old running around and having to do both and live my life in five minute increments. I'm just going to wait until he's older, those types of things, which there's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. If they're okay with that, I'm like more power to you. I wanted what only 5% of the world has in a way. I don't necessarily want to be a billionaire or a millionaire even, but I want what not many people have. And so I have to be willing to do what those people are, the other people are not willing to do. And then finally, human beings are hardwired to act in alignment with our self-identity always. You'll never rise higher than your personal self-proclaimed story. What you see in the mirror is as far as you'll ever go. Um, that is, don't wait. You cannot wait for somebody else to show you that you are worth more, that you have more capability than what you believe you have to believe it yourself and you need to be able to look in the mirror and see who you are and say who you are because you will always act in alignment with that if i if we believe that we are never going to be good communicators we're never going to be good communicators if we believe that we are the worst 
writers in the world will never be good writers. Like we're writing that identity or, you know, I'm not outgoing enough. I'm not fluent in my words enough. I'm not confident enough. If we keep saying these things and we create that to be our self-identity, that's, that's who you're going to stick with. So we have to, and it's not lying. It's, it's saying, this is who I'm becoming. And this is who I am. I am an achiever. I am an high achiever. I am a, I always like to call myself, I'm a high function. I have high functioning anxiety versus just I'm muddled by anxiety, right? Just rewriting that story for yourself and who you are and who you see in the mirror, because that's who you're going to end up coming in alignment with. Um, I do this meditation frequently when I find the time these days, but uh, that's not an excuse. It's 10 minutes. Um, I always have 10 minutes, but when I first started my business, I did this meditation and it really has you visualize how you see yourself, like where you see yourself being in five years or whatever. And I always envision myself up on stage speaking and, and running this big, great, impactful service company um, that changed lives, both for the people who work in it and the people who hire it. Um, I believed in that. And now it's starting to come, it's coming forth. And I had to do that because for so long, I just, I couldn't see myself, um, beyond being in pajamas every day and struggling financially and getting five minutes here of work and 10 minutes there of work and maybe a couple hours a week and putting some groceries on the table. Like I couldn't see myself past that. And I needed to start doing that, um, in order to start acting in alignment with that person. And it's up to us to do that again. <laughs> no, we on time. I'm over. It's 21 minutes. I'm sorry, Ada. I went one minute over, but we are at the end. Thank you guys for watching um, my presentation today. I'd invite all of you to join the Paralegal Entrepreneur Circle on Facebook. I typically go live there more often than I have these last few months because we've been running our paid membership. But <clears throat> nonetheless, join. I will be going live again this summer once our paid membership has concluded. Also go find my podcast for law collective. I'm going to be starting episodes on that again, very shortly. Again, once we get moved and I can like dedicate time to interviewing, I interview six figure women on this podcast that own businesses. Um, it, I'm one of them myself. So sometimes I go by myself and just do a, do an episode. So go find that it's on all major platforms. And if you guys ever have any questions about my presentation or, um, you know, anything that you want to to talk to me about or expand on or need a listening ear. I'm always here. Find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever you works best for you. Um, and check out Dell Trust. If you're, if you're looking at subcontracting through our company, go to www.dell-trust.com. You can find For the Paralegal and upload your information to our database and our team will be reaching out to kind of finish out your candidate profile and um, have you there for our consideration when new jobs we hire about four times a month. So um, go ahead and do that. And again, any questions, feel free to ask. Thank you so much. And thank you, Etta, for having me on the Limitless Paralegal Conference.